Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 264 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin our final week of study uh, of at the book of Isaiah, chapters 58 to 66. Um, we're in the week of October the 3rd to October the 9th, uh, and today we're going to begin with Isaiah 58, which focuses a lot on the important principle of fasting uh, and the Sabbath. So there's quite a bit uh, packed into this chapter, so we'll see what we get through. Might I need to have you use a bit of time tomorrow as well to cover it, but it starts off really in verse 3, where the Lord is speaking to the people saying, wherefore, or, well, the people are speaking to the Lord, and the Lord is talking about how they need to improve uh, the fasting that they're doing. It says, wherefore have we fasted, say thee, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labours. And in verses 5 to 6, the Lord tells them why there is a problem with the fast that they're doing. They are basically saying, we're fasting, but we're not receiving, you know, the, the blessings or the knowledge or the, um, and you're not seeing it. But the Lord says, is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Uh, in verse 5. So, the Lord is saying that basically the majority of the people are using the, the fasting day or the, the period of fasting as a time to publicly, publicly um, mourn and woefully um, set, speak about how you know they are fasting and people need to look at them and, oh, they're suffering so much as they fast. Um, and this is the problem. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, sometimes whilst we may not be spreading sackcloth and ashes over ourselves, um, we may sometimes um, either not just just not engage in the fast. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment, actually, about fasting and how it's probably one of the most underutilized um, means of really powerfully connecting with heaven and calling down the blessings of heaven um, that we have in the church. And also just making sure that when we do fast, uh, we don't kind of potter around the house just moaning and wondering when we're going to eat and things like that but trying to to make it a really effective fast in the ways in which the lord will speak about in a moment um i just think that it is um interesting and actually it led uh president marion g romney to say quote um how like our performances, we are prone to get a headache when we fast, and sometimes we pretend to be starving to death, close quote. Um, I think it is a good reminder that when we do fast, yes, we do not eat for a period of time, and it can be difficult. And I'll talk about those that can't physically fast in a moment too, because of course that is different. Um, but, you know, sometimes we need to remember that there are people in the world who do suffer, you know, that period of time if not far longer, uh, without sustenance. And um, that's not to say that the way we feel when we fast sometimes is difficult to go through, because it is, but that's what makes it such a sacrifice. And that's what will bring those tremendous blessings. Um, of course, those who can't physically fast and who are unable to go for that period of time without food um, and drink. I mean, for example, uh, our son uh, right now, uh, he is he's just turned 10 years old, 
um, and he hasn't yet uh, partaken in fasting just yet because he, he was diagnosed with leukemia uh, and whilst maybe he could go without that period of time without food or drink it probably wouldn't be a, such a good idea <laughs> uh, so with the treatment he's on so it's uh, it's something which you know it has to be considered and perhaps consider ways in which we can fast in different ways uh, than, than going without food and drink uh, for that period of time but um, the fast is a blessing and it can be a blessing uh, and as I mentioned it's probably one of the most underutilized things how many times do we see you know it, that people just don't fast or maybe you know skip breakfast but then they go home after church and at one two o'clock say all right yeah I'm, I'm ready now to eat uh, I think that we and again you know we should look at our own our own uh, practices not the practices of others because of course you know that isn't our place to judge um, but in our own lives how can we improve the the efficacy the the power of the fast that we undertake i mean of course the lord says in verse six is not this the fast i have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and and that you break every yoke if you were told that there is something you could do which would free you from all wickedness, remove your heavy burdens and allow you to break every yoke that you're under, then you're sure, I'm sure you would go, you would say, absolutely, let's do it. And fasting is that practice that is promised to do this uh, in the scriptures. Um, but not only that, it blesses others. In verse seven, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that, the, that, thou, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Um, the fast offering is a blessing to others who need that help and support as well. President Thomas S. Monson taught, quote, The Prophet Joseph Smith instituted the practice of collecting fast offerings for the poor in Kirtland, Ohio, and later at Nauvoo, Illinois. Um, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles sent a general letter to the church defining the principle of fast, stating, Let this be an ensample to all saints, that there will be never any lack for bread, when the poor are starving, let those who have fast one day and give what they otherwise would have eaten to the bishops for the poor, and every one will abound for a long time. And this is one of the great and important principle of fasts approved of the Lord. And so long as the saints will all live to this principle with glad hearts and cheerful countenances, they will always have an abundance. Close quote. Notice uh, the the. Uh, the comments of a cheerful countenance is there referring to what we were talking about earlier and not making it a, a public um, suffering, but making it a delight, private delight uh, to be able to um, give of something, to sacrifice something and see the blessings of heaven. And again, in verse eight, even more blessings are referred to here of the fast. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward, um, or, or rear guard, uh, as it says in the footnotes. But yeah, the, 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 the fast can bring such a great blessing to you personally in your life, not just to those people around you as well. But this is not all. In verse 11, it continues uh, to talk about the blessings of the fast and says, and the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy, satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. 
just the bounty, just the sustenance that is promised from a fast uh, observance is huge. Um, the make fat thy bones, I mean, obviously we don't want fat bones, but uh, when you look at the Hebrew uh, root, it can also be translated as strengthen. So it's to, to just to give strength to your bones. It's a health blessing. It's a um, spiritual blessing. It's so many things that come when a, a fast is observed. Um, and and so as you kind of consider these um, these promises given and guidance is given about the fast, um, I want you to, cons- well, we all need to consider uh, this question. Um, how has fasting brought you the blessings described in Isaiah? How does Isaiah affect the way you think about fasting? Those come from, those questions come from the Come Follow Me manual. And I think that it's certainly something which um, we can all reflect on and think about with uh, about how we observe the fast and how we can make sure we are doing that uh, in, a, in, a, in the way the Lord has prescribed. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. We'll have to uh, conclude chapter 58 with the Sabbath day tomorrow. It's only a couple of verses and then we'll go straight into the next section as well, talking about Christ being our saviour and our redeemer. I mean, the focus on Christ, again, is powerful by Isaiah in this section. So look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you so much for your time and until we meet again.